Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Hello out there. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, it's been a great weekend with all of you. I've had a fantastic time. Um, it's been a wild journey going through the book of Hosea with you, the narrative. Keep looking at it. Keep reading it. Um, it's funny because if you take a look at the whole of Scripture, how the themes I gave, you returned, I'll redeem, we will love, is written through the entire narrative from front to back. That's, that's the story of God. That's the story of us. Got stepped on something. Um, so it's captured in that short book, but it's evident through the whole of the Bible. So if you look at the Bible and seeing these themes, and you take a look at these different chapters, and you say, all right, like, maybe this is, this is a place in the Bible where God's just given a lot. And maybe this is a part in the Bible where, like, the nation or God's people is running away. And maybe this is a part where God's calling them back. And then maybe this is a part where the whole of the nation, the whole of humanity is called into being a blessing unto the rest of the world. Like, this theme, I gave, you returned, I'll redeem we will love, is written through the whole of the Bible from front to back. And if you take a look at it with that perspective and you ask that question, your eyes will be open more and more to the work of God and the work of Jesus in your life and in the life of others. So just keep this theme in mind as you look at the scriptures. The piece that we're going to look at this morning is we will love. We will love. It is a collective charge. Not only is it singular, but it's collective. So when I mean it's singular, it's I will love, right? We are representatives of a larger kingdom, a bigger family, and we each have a role to play in our family. Like my son's role in our family right now is to treat his sister good. She's younger. Take care of your sister. Don't beat her up feed the dogs that's like his his role um that's his place we all have a role to play um my daughter uh her role might be don't make your brother mad and you take the dogs out (laughs) right there's a role there's more than that but there's there's roles that we play in a family uh the older that you get the more responsibility that you have the greater your role becomes I am a father, I am a husband, I am a pastor, I have a role of provider, a role of protector, a role of leader. My wife, she's a mother, she's a wife, she's a provider, she's a teacher, she's an educator. So we have roles. And the older we get, the more responsibility we have. One of our great responsibilities Our role as children of God, a part of this family, two great commandments. Love the Lord your God with everything you have and your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love others. That's your role. Love God, love others. That's your role. It's your responsibility. 
It's a, it's a privilege that we are in this relationship, adopted into this family, this we, together, one. It's this amazing privilege that we can look forward to eternity with our creator. And we have the blessing, the distinct blessing, to be able to love in a way where that hope is made evident in the here and now through you. That heaven can touch earth right where we are by the way in which we choose to love. That heaven isn't just a destination where we all get to come together, celebrate, and dance on roads paved with gold. We get to have earth taste heaven right where we are by living out those two roles, those two responsibilities. Love God with everything we have and love each other like we would love ourselves. That's how earth tastes heaven through you. We will love. We will love. In Hosea, there's a hope. There's a hope that God has for his people. I told you that there were three kids that Gomer had out of wedlock. The one was not my people. The other was not loved. That's what their names mean meant. And the third was able to refresh my memory, Jezreel was, they are doomed. (laughs) They're doomed, they're not my people, and they're not loved. Wow, talk about speaking hope into the future generations. Not nice, Grant. I didn't think so either. But apart from God, that is our hope. Not loved, not my people, you're doomed. What? But I love the hope that God has when he brings redemption into the world, that Jesus becomes the hope, that there is a a, uh, reestablishment of the relationship. There is a new covenant between the people that can make them one family. And I love what it says because it says in Hosea 2, this is the hope. At that time, when they're in their greatest distress, when they're far from me, at that time, I'm going to plant a crop of Israelites. I'm going to plant and establish a group of my people, and I'm going to raise them for myself. This is a new crop. And I will show love to those I called not loved. Hold up, I'm sorry. I will show love to those I called not loved. And to those I called not my people, I will say, now you are my people. And they will reply, you are our God. At that time, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved, and to those I called not my people, I will say, now you are my people, and they will reply, you are our God. There is a reestablishment, there is a redemption, there is a buyback, there is a repossession of these people, and there is a collective charge. He says, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. Through those people, through that crop, 
they will go out and they will reach those and establish a new relationship, a new mission, new responsibility, a new modus to which they go and reach those who were called not loved. And they will say, you are loved. And they will go to the people that call themselves uh, not my people, not God's people, and they will say to them, you are his people. And there will be a time where it comes to pass that all people through the crop that is planted and established that is reaching out people who are not his people and who are not loved by him, that through them they will become loved and they will become God's people. He's establishing a family that is going to go out and adopt more family into the family of God. And it will only take place through the way in which they love him and they love others. That's the call, man. If we just chose as a people, as humanity, as a society to love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love others as ourselves, man, wouldn't our world look so much different? We wouldn't need wars and guns and bombs. We wouldn't need courthouses. We wouldn't need politicians. We wouldn't need any of this established, systematic, weak, broken stuff to keep us right because we would be living as one in perfect unity, perfect love, in wholeness. We would be one family and we would know how to love because our directive in what it looks like to love comes from the one who is love and established what love looks like for us. No wars, no tears, no heartbreak, no division. Love, God's love. A supernatural love that we cannot even comprehend, with which comes an uncomprehensible peace that we can't even imagine. That we would live in peace if we would choose to love. Isn't that crazy? That's just such a thought. So he says, I will show love to those who I called not loved. And those I called not my people, I will say, now you are my people. And they will reply, you are our God. You are our God. We belong to you. We were going after some stuff. You called us back. We were bought with a price. And we say, now we are yours. You are our God. And so they love. And that's how the church movement, that's how Christianity spread like wildfire. <laughs> not by rules, not by the establishment, not, but by way of devotion to their first love and by way, the way they loved one another. Through love. And that was offensive. That was offensive. And in so many different eras throughout church history, governments and systems and people tried to burn and rub love out. Tried to take this love movement 
out of the picture, but love never fails. Love never fails. And perfect love casts out fear. So what did God's people continue to do? They continued to love. And love spread. Did you know that one of the largest church movements that is happening in our generation right now is taking place in Iran and China? Where if you bring a Bible out in public, you're thrown in prison with no certainty of when you might get out. People are being killed for meeting in secret so that they can experience what we so freely have the privilege of experiencing together. You cannot kill perfect love. It grows, it inspires, it spreads. God's love cannot be stopped if his people fulfill their calling to love him and love one another. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, it says that God has united you with Jesus Christ. For our good, for our benefit, God made Jesus to be wisdom itself. You want to know how to love? Look to Jesus. Read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the Gospels. And you will see what it looks like for perfect love to put flesh on and love in the midst of great opposition. Where people say, that person's untouchable. You can't meet with that person. You can't sit with that person. You can't touch that person. You can't, you can't uh, celebrate with that person. You can't go to their house for dinner. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And Jesus embodies love does. This is what love does. It touches the untouchable, it heals the sick, it provides for the orphan, it cares for the widow. This is what love does. It visits the prisoner, it helps the homeless, it believes in justice. This is what love does. It walks uh, humbly, it believes in mercy. This is what love does. Love forgives, love heals, love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous, it is not self-seeking, it is long-suffering. Love is not rude. This is what love does. Look to Jesus. Perfect love with skin on. You want to know how to live? You know, want to know what your role is as a child of God? Look to Jesus, look to Jesus, and see how love does. He's our model. And so I think what's so cool about being a part of one family, being a part of the church, is that we get to practice what love does with one another. Like, this is the safe place, right? We are children of God. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment. There is no indictment. We are the children of God. This should be a safe place. If Jose is marrying a prostitute, then why can't we get a little bit of vulnerable with, with our stuff? Like, why can't we ever practice in here what we're meant to do out there? We're the church. We're family. So I want to give us an opportunity to love to express love. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this microphone and hand it to some of you. And I want you to look at somebody next to you, with you, a leader, a friend, somebody you just met. And I would love to see you say something kind or loving toward that person in front of everybody. I love you because. Name, I love you because. I appreciate you because. So I'm going to give you guys opportunities to do that. Because if we did that out there, as much as we're about to do in here, your world would look different. All right, here we go. Kaylee, I love you because you're so nice. Thank you. Um, my leader, Amy, right? She's always there for us when we need it the most. And um, I just really appreciate you and love you. Luke, I love you because you always there for when I need you. And I love you, man, because you're smart, you're brilliant, you're funny, and I know God's got a big plan for you. I love you, Marquise. Liliana, I love you because you're my best friend and you are one of my very, very caring and kind friends. Lily, because she's the best, and uh, she's always there for me when I need it. Also, Lily, my sister, she's the most kindest and accepting person I know. Anybody else? Gabrielle and Hudson, I love you because you are just so great friends, and I really appreciate you for being there for me. Um, Miss Bonnie, I appreciate you because you love each and one of us. Love you. Miss um, Whitney, because, like, she, like, <laughs> understands us and, like, we get what we're going through and, like, stuff. Yeah, love you. Leona, hi. I love you because, one, you're my sister, and I kind of have to, but two, because you are such an amazing girl, and you are so sweet, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future, and I just love you so much. I'm going to keep handing this thing to these girls, but gentlemen, you better start thinking about why you love the person, why you love your bro. You better start thinking about why you love your bro. Better start thinking about why you love your bro, bro. Cassidy, I love you because you're beautiful inside and out. Bonnie and Whitney, I love you both because you guys do so much for us and show that, show us that in God we can do anything. Love you guys. Amen. I'm working it back. Yeah, man. I don't know where you at, Jacob, but I love you because. Where's Jacob at? There he is. What's up, up, Jay? Tell him, tell him, tell him, bro. Yeah, tell I, him. I love you, Jacob, because you're always teaching me about God and you're always helping me on my free time. I love you about God. Amen. Angelina. Oh, Santa. All right. Angelina, where are you? Okay, she's gone. That's kind of tough. She's my sister, but I love her because... Hold up, hold it. Hold it. Come back and All right. Give it to her. All right. Miss Sarah, 
Um, this is all of the youth group. Um, we love you so much. You're an amazing, like, um, person in our lives, and we really look up to you. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Ada, I love you because you're so caring, and I sometimes say the stupidest things to you, but you always have grace for me, and you're so generous, and you're just funny, and you're amazing, and I'm so, so lucky to have you as my sister. I'm going to hold on. Let me run to these fellas over here real quick. All right, Noah. Mr. Adam, I love you because you're so funny, and you're always energetic. Julie, I love you because you're so caring and awesome and funny. Adam, you always help us to really understand things that we really need to know uh, and to just help us have great discussions and really to be great friends with each other. Uh, Caleb, I love you because you're really funny and cool and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Alex, even though I don't really know you, you seem kind. Yeah. Haley, even though we just met yesterday, I love you because, like, I feel like we really got along yesterday and you're so kind and, like, you're super pretty. Uh, okay. <laughs> um... Jade, Caitlin, Ada, Julie, Maddie, literally like everybody in my team team and like all of my friends from here. Wow, my voice is dead. Um, <laughs> I love you because you guys make me really happy and like get me through a lot. Yeah. The end of that was, and you get me through a lot. Let me roll over here real quick. Oh, I got to roll. I love you because even just your smile brings joy to my life. <laughs> you love that. I love my youth group. They're everything to me, and I just am so happy to be at Praise. This isn't to anybody specific, but... I love everybody in this room right now because you are all a part of God's family and God loves you so much and he has a plan for you in your life. All right, so did she come back? No, okay. All right, here's, here's what I'm going to let you do, man. I just want you to tell the group and then when she comes, y'all are all witnesses and you can tell her what this brother said about his sister. All right, Ghost Angelina, uh, you're my sister, and I love you because you always look at me the same no matter what stupid choices I make, which are quite a few. But um, I don't know. When I first met her, I kind of wanted a brother, but that quickly changed. She was She's such a good sister, and I love her with all my heart. Love that. All right, here, everybody who has your hand raised, um, I want you to stand up. Everybody who has your hand raised that wants to say something nice. I want you to stand up. Now, I want you to look at the person who you wanted to say that to. And I want you to tell them. Tell them. Tell them you love them and why. Now, if you're sitting there, I want you to turn to somebody and tell them that you love them. Turn to somebody. Tell them you love, why you love them. Tell them why you appreciate them. Put an arm around somebody. Give them a high five. 
Go ahead, tell them. Tell them how much they mean to you. Tell them how much you love them, man. Yeah? 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 All right. It's, uh, it's sobering, man, when you think about how we don't take enough time to tell people how much we love them. We take relationships for granted. We take people for granted. Um, and you don't know. Like, you don't know when anything could happen and then that opportunity no longer provides itself to say I love you. All you got to do is look at the news lately and you know some people took a ride. Oh, hi. Hi, Angelina. Perfect timing. <laughs> We're going to do this again. But you don't, you don't know. Uh, some people flew in a helicopter and tragically lost their lives and they had family you don't know you don't know 24 you don't know so I think God's intent is not only for us to tell each other and take advantage of the gifts and the present we have in each other's presence but also to help remind people that when you say I love you as a child of God you are in Embodying the very heart of Jesus for that person. If we would love in the way that Christ so loves us, and when we look at somebody genuinely in the eye and says, I love you and you matter, do you know the number one reason why people leave the church is because they feel like they don't matter? What a tragedy that is. Love God, two responsibilities, your role, love God with everything and love others as yourself. That's how heaven touches earth through you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to my brother right here one more time, and he's going to do his thing. Do I have to say it all again? Oh, I definitely do. Angelina. Oh, you're giving me those eyes. Oh, boy. I'm in for it. You're my sister. I love you with all my heart. Uh, I don't really know how to say this uh, without being you know, kind of weird or all, but like my parents tell me that when I was like one, I had a dream that I was gonna, that I met an angel or something. Like I was talking about it and she's like, angel fly away. And then the next year, Angelina came into my life and we named her after that. So I love you with all my heart. Amen. Amen. 
we will love. We will love one family. Um, one last thing I want to do in these last two minutes is um, I would just like for us uh, to popcorn a little bit. Just a couple of takeaways from the weekend. Um, if you have, like, a, a takeaway where you're like, man, this mattered to me, um, I would just love to, to hear that, to share that together. Um, so, um, my name is Adam, and I went supplying this weekend, and I was really nervous, and my friend Gavin was there for me. He did it before, and he was, he was reassuring me, and he made me felt better. It's awesome. One takeaway. Stand up. Stand up, Grant. I'm going to hold it. Oh, I'm, Turn around, bud. I'm Grant, and my thing about the weekend, I got shot in the arm with an arrow. All right, Emma. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Um, I'm Emma, and one thing I am very thankful for this week is you and the worship team, because you guys have been such an amazing part of this week and, and making um, this experience such a God-filled time. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One takeaway, one takeaway. My name is Marquise, and I want to, one takeaway is people inspired me to get on a zip line for the first time. Yeah, there you go. All right. I'm Lily, and I'm just very thankful for having us win Team Blizzard and having us all work together as best friends and having everybody with us, especially our leaders, especially Kim, Lacey, Kelly, Matt, Pastor Brian, and everybody here. Shout outs. <laughs> and my mama and my agent and just like gotta stand up. <laughs> Name and your number one takeaway from this weekend. I'm Liliana. My favorite thing about this weekend is spending time with um all my friends and uh having a little fun with Jack Maverick. Jack Maverick, shout out. The screaming eagle. Name, and you got to stand up. Name, and number one takeaway. Oh, I felt I just got closer to God this weekend. And uh, shout out to Andrew. There we go. Andrew. Number one takeaway. Your name. Stand up. I'm going to hold it. Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, hi. My name is Charlie, and... Um, all my friends, like, spending time with you guys have been, like, the most amazing, like, weekend ever that I could ever ask for. Shout out to Alexis, Bria, Maddie, Sam, Deborah, Gabby, and Jamie. Got it. Anybody else? Come on over. Name. I'm going to take one more after this. My name is Oliver, and I ate hot Cheetos on the zip line. That's your number one takeaway, bro? 100%. Did I do my job? Even sit down, Ollie. Hot Cheetos on a zip line. I mean, I'm proud of you, but name and um, number one takeaway. Uh, hi, my name is Michael, and um, I'm just so thankful to see all of us as family um, gathering together. Uh, worshiping God um, in unity and just, um, you know, rejoicing together, being in fellowship, 
and of course, just to, to know everything's better with fire. <laughs> All right. All right, very last one. Very, I'm, I'm going to give it to you, and then I gotta, I'm going to share mine, and then we're going to get out of here. I'm Cassidy, and my biggest takeaway from this weekend was realizing that there's always a chance to redeem yourself. I think my number one takeaway um, was the Lord in this role with this view. I get a very special perspective when I do this. And to see prayers answered. Because so much prayer goes into a weekend like this. So much prayer. So much wrestling. Um, so much. So much preparation behind the scenes to make something like this work. And when you see prayers answered through obedience and the spirit of God at work and people surrendering their life to the Lord and people handing some things over to him, when that stuff happens and prayers are answered, for me, that's how I know God is real. That's how I know God exists because he continues to answer prayer and he continues to pour out blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And that is my number one takeaway. And I'm so blessed and privileged that at some point in time, God orchestrated that we would all be here together in this room with all these different journeys and churches and all these different personalities and experiences. He brought us together here to experience him together. And um, that is a beautiful takeaway. Can I pray for us? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you, Lord, for the privilege um, of having this opportunity. And thank you for answered prayers. And thank you for these young people. Thank you for their leaders. Thank you for the staff. Thank you for the parents who allowed these kids to go. Thank you for the provision. Lord, thank you for your word going forth. Thank you for changed hearts. Thank you for transformation, Lord. Thank you for redemption, forgiveness. Thank you for pursuing us like crazy. Even when we run from you, Lord, all we have to do is just stop and you're right there you are right there you're not even waiting for us to come back through a long journey to you you are right there so father thank you for being ever present always with us even till the end of the age thank you jesus lord i pray that you would protect our students hearts protect their minds lead them guide them in the way of your love your unfailing love your unconditional love that their world right where they are might change because you're present. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.